you know, oftentimes people when think simulation think it's be- think only behaviors, but behavior is only a small part of it. What about the appearance of the world? That has, you know, uh, the appearance of the actors and, you know, the um, the situation in the sea and the weather conditions, etc. All those things have a lot of impact in the performance of the system, right? If, uh, you know, I'm looking in front of me a vehicle that is very standard, you know, every perception system is going to work pretty well, right? If something looks very different, right, some systems are going to have issues. How can you bypass the, you know, the real world, kind of you don't control the real world to be able to really create the right scenarios with super high fidelity? And that is a very difficult question, right? But that's what we are, you know, addressing with what we want. But this is not the gaming industry. This is not the, uh, you know, the movie industry. This is autonomy. It's a, you know, a simulator is very different. Right, and that disconnect is what creates this local minima that you know part of the industry. The industry is stuck into, and to me, it's okay. Let's rethink this problem from the ground up. Like, think about it holistically. What do we need, and then let's build that technology. Right, and don't be shy into the only tools that we have is what exists, but we're gonna build the next generation. And we can do it in production. And I think this is what we are showing with, uh, with Wabi is that this is not just a research project, not at all. Like This is a production system. In this podcast, I'm sharing my passion and curiosity for soft robotics, where we share inspiring stories about the work we do and how we can push the limit. I am Mara Dweeney, and this is Soft Robotics Podcast. Support for this show comes from Science Robotics Journal. I really find Science Robotics to be a great resource for reliable and tangible research where we can really push the limit of the science we do in robotics. Great way to stay up to date with the published article is checking out the released monthly issue. All the links will be included in each episode description. We will also happen to have a regular conversation on the most published science robotic articles, where also you can contribute with your question and thoughts about the research. Thanks Science Robotics for sponsoring Soft Robotics Podcast. Maybe we can start firstly about the release of Web Worldit. Can you tell me more about what actually the challenging problem do you think uh, was very challenging, and especially in silver driving car in simulation? Can you tell us about what is Web Worldit? What is actually the interesting features do you, do you already announced in the release? Can you tell me more about that? Uh, sure. So, so I think it's worth to start by uh, looking a little bit about what are the simulators out there that we see in the industry and why they are not sufficient. And then we can talk a little bit maybe about, you know, what is Wobby World and why is, you know, this next generation simulation. Um, so I think the, you know, if you look at the industry there has been in the past couple of years, um, you know, we see more and more that uh, there is uh, starting to be an emphasis in simulation and that's great. Uh, but when it comes to the solutions, uh, they fell very short uh, in the sense that they only test a small part of the software stack or they are not at the scale or they don't have the level of fidelity required 
to potentially replace testing in the real world. So the consequence of this is that you need to drive millions of miles in the real world in order to be able to understand where your system fails or potentially, you know, what the issues are. And that's, you know, not scalable, potentially dangerous, right? And uh, is, is very capital intensive. Um, so the what we have released with Wabi World is really this, you know, different way of thinking about simulation where uh, what we're trying to do, right? What we show is that you can really replace driving in the real world by creating a virtual world that is, you know, very realistic, that looks the same as reality and providing an immersive experience for the software stack such that, you know, in real time, you can test the entire software stack as if it was driving in the real world. And, you know, doing this, uh, which is, you know, next generation simulation, it's not easy. And we can go into, you know, what are the specific technical components. Uh, but this is a first one of its kind in terms of simulation and what I will expect, you know, simulations for other companies in the future to look like. Uh, but this is, you know, a, uh, in that sense, it's revolutionary in terms of, you know, it's really, uh, you know, the next generation of simulation systems. You can do some of the secret sauce again. What, what's actually the challenging part to have high fidelity simulation for that the first feature? Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, so the difficulty is if you want to, you know, create that alternative reality that is the same as the real, uh, real world is to come up with a way to have a scalable simulation that has all the diversity of the real world that is also super high fidelity so that for the autonomous system, right, uh, it doesn't make a difference whether you test on simulation or in the real world. And you can, you know, and do this in a way that you provide automation along the way, right, so that you don't need to create all these things by hand, right? So, so those are the core challenges. And, you know, in our solution, there is really like four core pillars in terms of the technology uh, or the capabilities of the simulation. The, um, the first core pillar is the ability to create digital twins of the world. And this is by, you know, every place that you just collect data from, and this is just, you know, you drive a vehicle with, you know, lasers and cameras, so we can create, uh, you know, a super high fidelity replica of that uh, location. And you can do this at scale because it's automatic. It's through, you know, new AI algorithms that are able to do this. Um, so that's sort of one core component, right? So now, uh, you know, wherever you collect data, suddenly your simulation has, you know, that world that is a real world, uh, you know, as part of the virtual world. The second core capability is the ability to simulate uh, how the sensors will have observed the scene if that, uh, you know, if that uh, self-driving vehicle was to really drive on that world. And you need to do this with super high fidelity and you need to do this in real time. And those two things are something that before either you try to do fidelity or you try to do real time, but you couldn't do, you know, those two things together. So our approach is a new generation of algorithms that uh, combine physics and AI in order to do this super fast and super high fidelity. Um, the third core component is the ability to create scenarios. So what are the, um, you know, all the possible traffic situations that might arise with all the corner cases, right? So we have ways to uh, very accurately create that diversity of scenarios in the real world. Uh, but even that is not sufficient. And the reason why is as the systems get better and better and better, then what happens is that, you know, you will be passing most of your simulations, if not all. But that doesn't mean that your system is perfect, 
right? So the um, additional piece that we have is we have uh, the simulator, which is an AI system, playing against the driver, which is another AI system, and basically can generate uh, with uh, you know scenarios that with high probability your system will fail. So this is the way that you can uh, you know quickly understand your failures before you go on the road, before running billions of simulations, right? And that's a very, very important component. And the last bit is the ability to train uh, the self-driving system, the entire self-driving system in simulation so that you don't need to do any manual tuning or anything like this. Just by experiencing the simulator, then you know this, the driver gets better and better and better. So all these core capabilities create this next generation simulation that you know doesn't exist out there. Mm-hmm. Maybe I want to I'll ask you, if there's something was surprising before releasing Wappy World and maybe in this uh, testing? Um, that's an interesting question. Um, you know, I've been building this vision for, for, for many years now, what the simulation is, and uh, it's, it's, it's a bit, uh, I need to go back to the past, but I think is, you know, maybe the realization is that that you can really get a, such a system to really exist and to really be a scalable, and then you can actually build such a system with a relatively small team in a record time, which is what we have done with what we will. It's the fact that if you know what you're building and you have an incredible team, you can actually get to that point super, super fast. And I think that was the, you know, um, we have very ambitious goals and we hit it, uh, you know, those goals even in advance. And I think that's been, you know, the most exciting, surprising part of mm-hmm. it. Right. Maybe I want to go for the the technological blocks in that case. Do you think what's really challenging when it comes to scaling and trying to really coming up with scenarios that happen in real life? Is this computational or hardware? Can you tell us more about the challenging or the bottleneck that point that you think that's something maybe very challenging, maybe computation? Yeah, yeah. So so our simulation is is built to scale from day one. And this is, you know, a different thing that you typically, a different mindset uh, that you will see. You know, typically the mindset is I want to build you know, something that will allow me to do some tests. And then I will start thinking about how do I scale this? But the technical solutions are already maybe impossible to scale afterwards, right? So that's, they say, you know, it's a pretty different mindset, I would say, of what, uh, you know, how we build this. But just to give you an idea, right, in the industry, these virtual worlds are um, actually generated by humans, artists, right, by hand. And then there is simple automation through procedural modeling to actually replicate those worlds so they don't have diversity, right? And they're not necessarily realistic. So if you go that route and human is your, your core component, you're never going to scale, right? So for example, for us, since we build everything automatically from data, right? So you can scale this. And the question is, can you build this reconstruction algorithms in a way that they are very computationally efficient, right? So that's kind of core to the, the technology. And in a lot of the things that we do, we like to really combine, you know, the prior knowledge, the work that has been done before in terms of, you know, there has been a lot of people in computer graphics, for example, thinking about these problems utilizing physics, uh, but combining those, you know, great ideas with automation, with the power of AI into a new generation of algorithms. And that's very, very powerful, right? It gives you, you know, the scale, you know, to start with, without requiring these extremely complicated simulations, et cetera. And in the, you know, in the bit that I was talking about this AI system against another AI system is because, you know, if your system is great, it's going to ask, you're going to require billions of simulations to find an error. And that's, that's in a scale. Again, how can you build a scale in the way that you test through automation again? 
right? Let's find adversarial examples in an automatic fashion. Not just by sampling randomly the space of parameters, you will never get there, right? So those are the kind of you know thoughts that we have uh, into you know scaling, scaling, scaling uh, from uh, as I say day one, and how we can use AI and automation to give us that scale. And it's a very different mindset from what you will see in the industry. I want to ask you when it comes to the vision of the designing this high fidelity simulation. Is there something you disagree with the way the maybe because you are in academia industry and I think it's maybe have different views about the simulation maybe developed in academia and industry to come up with this scenario that we can't really do it in the, as you mentioned, in real traffic, for example. There's something to disagree with. You think it's just something maybe in industry or maybe in academic community, there's the disagreement, the way we approach achieving half a simulation. Do you something disagree with? Do you think that's not the right way to go? And that's why you, you design Webby World, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, um, yeah, I, I think you can maybe interpret it this way in the sense that in the industrial setting, right, it's all about being super practical and then what can you do and kind of building building simple things and, as I said, then thinking about the scaling afterwards, right? And you don't, you know, if you have that mindset, then you end up with looking at technology that is older technology that, um, you know, has been maybe proven to work in other industries, like building movies, right? We see a lot of, you know, folks actually, you know, we um, we have people from Pixar or DreamWorks or, you know, any of these, uh, you know, companies that have built, uh, you know, 3D worlds for, for, for uh, you know, for the movie industry, right? Um, and you go into a very different type of technology, right? Versus in academia right now, particularly as it relates to AI uh, community or computer vision community, for example, you see uh, that they are starting to think about, um, you know, a different way of trying to do these things, right? Nerfs, for example, are very popular, but there is mm. no thought about scaling or very little thought about the scaling and, and, you know, how you actually build a real system that can really test, you know, in production, right? So they are like super, super separate worlds that do not, um, you know, kind of uh, interact or there is no convergence point. And Wabi World is, I would say, the first instance where this really new modern way of thinking, you know, kind of academic next generation stuff uh, and production systems uh, really uh, get together into, you can actually build such a simulator that, you know, for us, it tests every single, you know, uh, autonomy, uh, you know, um, release that we have uh, in production, right? But you can do it with this new, ideas just thinking again about the scaling from day one which is not what uh, you know you will see in academia but you can all those ideas are actually very very relevant and that to me is the the big disconnect that was there and what we were is an instantiation where these things are really brought together and i will expect to see more and more i think in the years to come in the industry of people actually following the you know the wabi path Mm-hmm, great. Maybe I want to ask you, uh, when you speak about reliable, being reliable in simulation and safety, and if there's any scenario do you think very challenging when it comes to physics simulation, maybe situation in real world, like traffic, very challenging. Do you have any situation in simulation do you think very, very challenging? And how you ensure that the data is reliable? Of course, it's a data collection, but I mean, the end situation will be safe when applied to a reality for the vehicle. 
Yeah, so, so, so two things here. So the, the one thing that is very important when you actually build a, simulate, a simulator is you need to understand the realism of your simulator. You need to have the proper way to measure, you know, where, um, you know, is it really reflecting reality or not? And there is, you know, many ways or, you know, very interesting ways to do this. Now, typically in, um, in other simulators in the industry, it's really hard to do this because you don't have pairs of simulations and real world. The only thing that you can do is, if any, like very general statistics that don't tell you much about the performance of your system and how it will have been in the real world. Now with Wabi World, uh, one of the things that is an advantage is that we can actually have very accurate measures of our realism and really understand, you know, potentially the pitfalls, if any, of our simulation. And that's, you know, is one of the virtues of this building stuff from the real world and then simulating new things, right? It's not just that the only thing that we simulate is things that happen in the real world, is that our virtual worlds are built this way and then all the scenarios are novel, right? There's, there are things that never happened before. Um, so that's that's pretty important that, uh, you know, you have that way of really measuring and tracking and understanding those uh, the simulation metrics of, uh, of realism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what is your vision about uh, when it comes to Happy Portland? It is still in... In just uh, under like development, or it can be uh, deployed the real vehicles now, because uh, if you can tell us more about the vision, clear vision. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, so Wabi World is an internal product that uh, you know we utilize every day for everything that we do in autonomy. Uh, so that's very exciting. Uh, but as every product, right, you continue iterating and you know improving the product, right? So that's you know um, that's something that you know the team continues uh, continues to do. Um, and, uh, you know, right now is internal. It's not something that we are licensing to, you know, other uh, cell driving teams. And, you know, one of the reasons is that there is two core components for cell driving, right? There is the brain, the autonomy system, right? And there is the way that you test. We have, you know, big advantage of the way that we test. We will showcase one day soon, I guess, how we do the brain as well. And, you know, we don't necessarily want to give all... Uh, you know, part of our uh, advantage to, to our competitors, right? So that will stay internal for now. The mm-hmm. And our product really is the software that drives self-driving trucks. And that's the, you know, the one that you know, will be available to, you know, for fleets, for example, to, you know, um, whether it's, you know, to purchase or get, a, you know, a service or, or whatever is the specific model, we will, you know, um, uh, we are not necessarily going to talk about it now, but the uh, that's basically, you know, where our external product uh, will uh, will be. The one thing that I think is potentially very exciting is to open what we will to regulators. Because mm-hmm. right now, regulators, they don't really have good tools to be able to certify the safety of systems. And what we will is, you know, potentially since, you know, we can simulate, you know, all sorts of sensor configurations, et cetera, we could test other autonomy systems, not just Wabi driver, right? Um, so that could be potentially open to, you know, as the ultimate test uh, or part of the ultimate test for, um, you know, safety case for regulators. And I think that's a very, very interesting, um, you know, use case. And it's all about transparency. We talk about this, uh, you know, in, uh, in the podcast we did before. And what's the best way that to be transparent and to actually, you know, provide the tool for evaluation and then, you know, showcase really the metrics of, you know, how good or bad or whether the issues for, for every, uh, you know, 
mm. any software stack out there. And I think that that will, you know, help the industry a lot into moving forward. So, you know, be much more open about, you know, what, uh, what the issues are. Yeah. Maybe I'll ask you from experience, what is the significant part in simulation, high fidelity simulation design for self-driving car? It's a significant part and very challenging from this experience, the most challenging part, significant. I think the perhaps the you know the underlying most difficult part is the fact that the world is very complex and very diverse. In terms of you know, oftentimes people when think simulation think it's be, think only behaviors, but behavior is only a small part of it. What about the appearance of the world? That has you know uh, the appearance of the actors and you know the. Um, the situation in the sea and the weather conditions, etc. All those things have a lot of impact in the performance of the system, right? If uh, you know, I'm looking in front of me a vehicle that is very standard. You know, every perception system is going to work pretty well, right? If something looks very different, right? Some systems are going to have issues, right? So, in order to really test all this stuff, you need to have that level of uh, realism, but also the level of diversity so that you can actually test in all these different situations, right? And there is so many corner cases potentially that might happen. There is exponentially many, right? And we don't have exponentially many compute, right? That's the other challenge. So, so it's really the complexity of the fact that there is so many things that can happen. Some of them happen very rarely. So you cannot just go on the road and collect data and it's going to happen, right? You might need billions of miles to actually see this corner case and maybe it's actually fatal for yourself for the stack, right? Um, so, so again, it comes that it boils down to how can you bypass the you know the real world kind of you don't control the real world to be able to really create the right scenarios with super high fidelity, and that is a very difficult question, right? But that's what we are you know addressing with what we want. Mm-hmm. And maybe I don't know if you can highlight more about the brain side and the closed loop simulation here. Do you think it's it's necessary to use the, all the time to be predictable or just less depending on the feedback if we speak about um, the brain side? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so if we talk about autonomy systems, so it's very important that it is deterministic, that it's predictable, that you know what it's going to do, that it's testable. Um, so all those things are, uh, you know, key characteristics that you need. You cannot have a system that you don't know how it's going to behave, right? Um, that's not something that you're going to be able to certify, uh, you know, in order to put it in public roads. Uh, so there are there are connections between, you know, autonomy and simulation. Simulation, you can think of it as, you know, a very, very important tool to understand the safety of your system and to be able to certify that system. But this is not everything, right? And the other thing that is important to know is that, yes, we have this amazing simulator and we can do all different things, including training the brain, right? Uh, but there's, you know, obviously we still have a need for having real vehicles on the road and testing those on the, on the, on the road, right? Um, but what we have changed is the proportion of miles driven in the real world versus, uh, you know, what simulation is giving you. And uh, in that sense, we don't need, you know, those millions of miles, we need much less. And that's, you know, an extremely important uh, step forward uh, in self-driving. And the other thing that is giving us is the speed of iteration. You know, this simulator enables us to go so fast towards our, our goal and it's super safe because it's on simulation, right? We are not, you know, we don't need to do the majority of our tests on the real world. 
Maybe on Toskio and Despros is something where maybe still you're afraid of and just have fear about, I don't know, is it challenging or you have this sort of fear about something in this, yeah, designing and doing all the stuff? Yeah, I guess fear is, a, <laughs> is a, maybe a bit of a strong word here, but, um, you know, what are the things that, uh, you know, keep me up at night? Maybe that's, that's the one thing with self driving is that, you know, nobody has a solution. Right, so we still need to prove that we can actually create a software stack that is able to drive on, you know, uh, meaningful public roads continuously, no driver on, you know, no driver on it, and um, uh, you know, and being, you know, safe, right? And the question is, does that system ever gonna exist? And I absolutely believe so. Uh, and I absolutely believe that the technology that we're building is the solution to get us there. But this is still to be proven, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it is not this, you know, I, I I definitely don't think that with current approaches you will solve it at all. Like they're asymptot into the wrong place. So this is a, the next big step, right? And, you know, I believe this is the step that will get us there. You know, we will see. Now, one of the things that is, is great as well is that we are innovators. We don't follow trends, we create trends, right? And it's about, you know, speed of iteration and speed of, you know, really getting that next generation. And to me, that's the way how you solve, you know, such a difficult problem, right? Never compromising safety, but going super, super fast. And that's the, the bit that is really slowing down this industry is that the speed of iteration is so slow. In, um, you know, in the industry because of the difficulty, because of the complexity of the software stacks, because of, you know, testing in the real world, uh, et cetera, right? So it's, you know, how can we make that process much more efficient, right? It's, to me, it's, uh, you know, targeting that from day one so that mm-hmm. indeed you can go much faster towards the world. And it's a very different mm-hmm. approach, right? And, uh, you know, right now we've shown with Wabi World that, uh, you know, there is definitely a lot of good in this approach, right? Um, and yes, continue demonstrating, you know, our progress. Yeah, I, I want to ask you, since you have this experience since you started Web Wallet, there's something changing in your mind about the way of the design and thinking about approaching the problem. You highlighted that we create the trend and not follow the trend. And I really like that part. And I want to ask you about the, the design because still there are steps to be done beside what you announced what it really changed in you? What the lesson do you think very valuable that changed the way you see the problem and the solution and what's the next thing? What really changed the you like the lessons, a key point here? You know, very I think the one thing that it has been very important on the design of Wabi World and also the design of Wabi Driver, which is our self-driving stack, right, on, on the brain, is this very having a holistic approach that is really thinking about the entirety of the problem and is designing the solution from a top-down perspective of, you know, if we want to really solve this problem, this is what we need as a system. And then you drill down into the components. And it's very different of how the systems are designed in the industry, where it's really bottoms up in the sense that they have, you know, so driving is an extremely complicated problem, right? Both simulation as well as, you know, as, as well as the brain itself. And what they typically do in the industry is that they will partition into a small set of problems. Uh, and then these into a smaller set of problems. And then that gets distributed into a team and everybody is responsible for a small piece of the big puzzle. And, you know, somehow that has to come up, you know, has to fit together into a final solution. 
And it's impossible to do it that way, right? Because you're not designing the entire system as a whole to really address the problems that you see. And I think this is one of the biggest problems in the industry. And it's, it's getting worse and worse because teams are bigger and bigger. And then you get mm-hmm. less of the less of that information propagated into, you know, uh, someone that is really architecting the entire thing. And we architect here the brain and the simulation together, um, right? And that's, you know, it's a very, you know, you will come up with very different solutions. And to me, that's the, the biggest thing that has always been our strength and our different differentiator with respect to everybody else. Um, and that's we, you know, we come with very different approaches that are so much more streamlined and they can do, you know, they're very different and they can do, you know, very different things that are go beyond what you will see right now. Like, for example, on simulation, you will see that that gets delegated into somebody that has typically come from the gaming industry or the movie industry, and they're just going to replicate what they know. But this is not the gaming industry. This is not the... Uh, you know, the movie industry, this is autonomy. It's a, you know, a simulator is very different, right? And that disconnect is what creates this local minima that, you know, part of the industry, the industry is stuck into. And to me, it's, okay, let's rethink this problem from the ground up. Like, think about it holistically. What do we need? And then let's build that technology, right? And don't be shy into the only tools that we have is what exists, but we're going to build the next generation. And we can do it in production. And I think this is what we are showing with uh, with Wabi is that this is not just yes, a research project, not at all. Like this is a production system that's really going to drive those, uh, those tracks. And, you know, I really look forward to, you know, very soon to showcase that. I think the first thing I will ask you, what are the missing bees besides what you mentioned? Because you're saying you stay up late to its hard problem. What do you think the missing bees to solve uh, this problem instead of a driving car? Yeah, the brain is the second piece, right? So the brain that is able to really handle all the rare cases. That's the, the next bit that, um, um, again, we, you know, we need to showcase, right? As well as uh, that, uh, you know, the industry needs, uh, needs um, you know, better approaches, I would say. Um, you know, I'm very excited with what we have. And, uh, you know, as I said, I look forward to really showing to, to the world. Wonderful. And last thing, what makes you fulfilled and satisfied? What makes me fulfilled? Um, to build this technology with an incredible team. Like, you know, working with the people I love to work with. And uh, they are so, they feel like family to me. And they are so incredibly talented and dedicated to this. And, uh, you know, we have such an amazing culture. And, you know, no politics, no nothing. This is just, we are all together building this technology. And there is nothing like I don't know if I have any final words like to say about Wabi World or we'll be listening to you. Any final words like to say? Um, yeah, I would say that, you know, um, you know, it's very exciting to, you know, look at, you know, what uh, self-driving technology is going to provide to the world, right? And, you know, we are in a really in a mission to commercialize rapidly but safely. And, you know, in order to do so, we need new technology. Innovation is something very exciting, Right, but innovation to really build a product is very difficult. But we are proven that this is actually possible. And just look forward to having many more conversations with you um, about you know what uh, the, you know, the next steps of Abi uh, look like. 